Hello, guys. Welcome. Look, today's going to be a weird one. You know, we got an Auburn fan and an Alabama <laughs> fan. You know, I, you know, but really, Don and Beth, Donnie and Beth Pike here today. After this. Welcome to the Four Mics, 13 Teeth, One Ankle Monitor Podcast, a podcast about addiction recovery made by addicts for anyone battling addiction. Hello, guys. Welcome. It's Four Mics, 13 Teeth, One Ankle Monitor. It's a podcast ministry of First Baptist Church here in Hogansville. And today we'll be interviewing Mr. Donnie and Miss Beth. Um, um, where... First off, Donnie, where are y'all from? I'm from Roanoke originally. Okay. Uh, Is that where y'all come from today? Y'all drove uh, over here from Roanoke today? Well, we drove from Weedowie today. Oh, okay. <laughs> Weedowie. Weedowie. Yeah. Is, that, is that how you say it? Yeah. Weedowie. Either way. Either way. Weedowie. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Okay. So, y'all just tell me a little bit about yourself. Either one. Whichever one you want to go first. Lee, Donnie. Uh, Lee. Uh, oh, okay, go ahead. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm, I'm Donnie Pike. Uh, I, I was born and raised in... Roanoke, Alabama. Um, I grew up li- living with my dad. Uh, barely impoverished, you know. He, single income coming in, taking care of me, uh, which, which was the foundation of where I took my life. You know, trying to redefine who who I thought I was at, at that point, and just trying to gain respect and you right. know. Just, just having something that people wanted, you know, and that that led me down down a dark road, and you know, just through all that, and five years ago, you know, finally come to know God, and you know, through Jesus, and right. just seeing what He's done That's in my word. life. So, do you until then you didn't know anything about God, or had you been I mean, to church before I mean, when you was little? We're, we're in the Bible Belt, so you know. Yeah, I, right. I, okay, I, I knew you. the idea of it, and, right. You know, my, I think my grandmother was the the biggest influence as far as seeing a godly person in my life, but you know it was really it boils down to when I was twelve, you know I I thought I was saved because I I remembered experiencing His presence, right, and I took that for the rest of my life because within a year of of that, I was introduced to math and. Right. At 13? And everything else at 13. Right. And so that, I, I held on to that, that experience for the next 20 something years of, no, right. I'm saved. I'm saved. I'm good. I'm good. Right. And then realized that I, I just had an encounter with him. You know, <laughs> right. Jesus says, come follow me. All I did was just like the rich young ruler. You know, I came, I, I, I wanted to know how to get into heaven because I didn't want to go to hell. Right. But right. The, the object, you know, the, the idea of doing what I was supposed to after that, you know, it it, it never manifested. Right. right. Love it. So, Beth, a little bit about yourself. Um, well, I grew up in Randolph County. Um, Randolph? Yeah. Um, hey. I've lived in Woodland, Roanoke, now Weedowie. Right. And I love Weedowie more than he does. But, <laughs> um, and yeah, I'm the, I'm the Alabama fan Yay. all the time. Oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> so um, I grew up with um, an older sister and a baby brother. Um, 
my mom is very loving, very good woman. Um, and my dad is a, a wonderful man and known for um, everybody knows that he'll give you anything he has and, you know, shirt off your back. But however, he has struggled with alcohol his whole life. So I believe that's when I really um, I got to see, you know, the difference between when he was drinking and when he wasn't. You know, the right. where the Bible says that we don't war with ourselves, we don't war with flesh, but you know, the spirits of the dark spirits in high places and that's definitely what that is. Um, so he was either, you know, an amazing Right, you know, helpful man or he was just honestly abusive. We watched him be kind of abusive to my right. mom. So- but- I guess it's fair to say that we're you're both products of your own environment. Yeah. The environment so. that you was raised in. Right. So so what are we doing now to change that? All right, so I, I've, so you have four teenagers we do. in the house. We do. Bless them. Mm-hmm. Y'all pray for these mm-hmm. two right here. Somebody come feed these people. <laughs> I mean, not only the boys. Because, feed the boys. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. They're all boys? You no, have, no, we have a girl. You have one girl? Yeah. Bless okay. her heart. She's all by herself. Yeah, I have four daughters. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm so sorry. <laughs> anyway, that's a whole other story. <laughs> right? So, um, products of your own environment. You're yeah. growing up. So, Donnie, what what turned the tables for you? What What was your rock bottom? I guess you could say. My rock bottom was just, you know, from from growing up and, and not having material stuff and, and being looked down on for not having anything. Right. But knowing, you know, I can look back now and knowing that one thing I did have was a was a good dad. You know. Okay. And he did everything he could to provide for me. Wasn't always what I wanted, you know. I learned the saying Real fast, it, it serves the same purpose, you know, no matter what it was, <laughs> right. whether it was school supplies or shoes or, or whatever, you know, I right. would want what what was be- the better of it, you know. Right, where, right. And he's, no, you, you can have these because they're going to serve the same purpose. They're, they're to cover your feet. You know, it's just paper. You know, I got in trouble at school so many times because they would send the specific material list of spiral notebooks and all that. And he's like, no, you get loose leaf paper. It's way cheaper, and it's it. all you're going to do is write on it. <laughs> right, right. But from that, you know, I, that, that that was planted inside of me that, you know, no matter what, you, you just got to, you, you've got to strive, you got to provide. You've got to do what right. you can to support your family. And, you know, I, I'd had a son in my first marriage, and, you know, through our divorce, um situation arose where he had gotten his, he, he broke his arm and her under her supervision right. or lack of supervision. And so when I went to get, you know, I got him and brought him to the house, kind of hide him out. And it, it was in the, in a, the first stages of it when my ex-wife had kind of, you know, started to push back, like, no, bring him back. And I, I realized then that due to a, a week or so prior relapse on meth, that if she was to push for it, then not only would she lose him, but, I right. See the and, uh, the law in Alabama is a little bit different over here in Georgia. So you was you went and picked up your kid mm-hmm. and got her from her, and so if the the dad can't do that in Georgia. Yeah, you know, it's, right. if the mom's got custody, you know, dad has no rights. Right. Well, yeah. <laughs> it, it look, you know, knowing knowing now every, the way everything went through, it was nothing but the grace of God through it all. Right. Because actually, during all this, the whole time we were married and everything, when when he was first born. I didn't even sign the birth certificate then. 
Right. Because I had questions. You know, after right. a couple of months of feeding them and, and holding them, you know, <laughs> those questions didn't matter anymore. So it was never that, pursued. That was your son. Right. 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 And, you know, now. It, and then he started looking exactly like There's him. no doubt yeah, so right. that he's mine now. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. But, you know, so I, I, I wasn't on the birth certificate. And so legally I didn't have any rights. Right. right. Other than the fact of she knew that she was not in a position to try to force anything because it was just going to tumble down on the operations that that she was in. So it was just the grace of God and, you know, just going through. I I remember during all that just seeing the power of prayer in that because, I mean, she was really combative and and we couldn't get along at all, especially on that subject. But I I started praying for the first time, uh, you know, even before I would call her. I'd pray, God, just I need your help on this phone call because you know what she's going to say, and you know it's not going to go good. And then I would call after praying, and it would just, go smooth. It, it would go exactly laid out just like right. I needed it to, just for things to, to calm down. And, you know, mm-hmm. and, and just to say on her part, you know, that, that was a season of her life as well. And, you know, through, right. through and rehabilitation and everything, you know, she's, we're, we're both, the, you know, 50 50 part of his life. And, you know, and, so yeah, <laughs> yeah, I love it. So <laughs> God. So what was it that turned you around? So you said you got into drinking at yeah, a young um, age. Well, I was a teenager. You know, I just I craved the the opposite, basically, of what I saw my dad give my mom growing up. Um, you know, of course, there were some good moments, but um, most of it was, you know, if it was physical touch, it was going to be kind of violent, right? And right. so I was craving, you know, just the attention and the fun and the whatever kind of escape from reality basically that i could get so i started drinking and smoking pot as a teenager because that was what that's my what friends do. were doing right that's what that's everybody's what, doing yeah right. that's that was the easiest way to party and forget about everything and just have fun so that's you know what i thought i who i was i thought that's who i was and right. so it just kind of took a hold of me and then i was just drunk all the time so right so <laughs> and you were saying that you you kept running into somebody yeah like consistently yeah and uh, you think that, that it was god that put them there yeah i know for yeah. sure yes um so, tell so us a little bit about that when my kids i have uh two boys and a girl um and they are 16 15 and 14 now but when they were little when they were toddlers their dad and i um were and one of our many, many attempts to start over, try again. Right. But uh, so I was like, we have to go to church. So I was like, that's what everybody does. And, you know, that's that's what I see. That's what people do. They go to church and then they have a good marriage. So yeah, let's go so to church. Right. Go to church. <laughs> so, yeah. Right. Uh, <laughs> church is the answer to everything. Right. Yeah. right. <laughs> so, so we started going to church. And um, the pastor, you know, which ended up being... We were looking. We were looking at the people and the pastor at the church, and it actually, our pastor at the time actually ended up having an affair, and so oh, yeah, right. breaking up the yeah. whole church. And then we got church hurt, and then so then he didn't want to be in church anymore. But we had, um, God sent these two um, that had that didn't, was not their idea to be pastors. You know, they didn't want to do it, but God said to do it. So right. they came, and uh, they were. Jeremy and Amanda Shepard were the pastors at the bridge in Weedowie. 
And that's where I met them um, whenever the kids were babies in 2010. Um, and they're just amazing. And they were just loving and welcoming. And, man, you could just, just see God all over them. And then, you know, through my own selfishness and addiction and a failed marriage, um, we didn't talk for years because I wasn't going to church. And that's, you know, where we saw each other. Um, but I would, I went to Walmart like four days in a row and there was Amanda Shepard just <laughs> and I'm like okay this is getting kind of weird I don't even know what to say now like right. keep running into you chick maybe you don't need to be here so much or I don't or something I don't know. but she said girl this is God God keeps telling us to run I mean keeps putting us in the same place like I wasn't even going to come to Walmart today and right. I'm just like okay all right well maybe you know so she said, y'all come to church, come to church. She, she invited me, of course, every time she saw me. But that right. last time, she's just like, you've got to come to church. You've got to come. So I go home, and I'm telling Donnie we weren't married yet, but uh, we were staying together. And I said, hey, uh, you, we need to go. I just, just come so that they'll hush. And <laughs> I mean, yeah, sure, we'll go to church. This is going to work. He's going to say yes. Yeah, okay. But he did, and uh, we we went to church. And, she only uh, had to ask you one time. Oh no, I, I'm not oh, sure. No. I'm gonna <laughs> the mess out of him. <laughs> right. Yeah. Remember, she 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 ran into her several times before. So <laughs> oh, right. yeah. okay. There's a reason okay. she had to keep telling her. Y'all yeah, come, y'all come, y'all come, y'all Keep on and keep on and keep on with his stubborn mind. Right. Hey, right. Anyway. <laughs> so y'all so, broke down and went to church. Yeah. Yeah. And. and and I don't, it was just like that sermon. It was, um, was your foot broken yet? Was that that time? I don't even remember. Okay. Well, anyway, um, God just had his way in that service and he just completely wrecked me. Just like, this is what you needed. It wasn't a church building. It wasn't a, Come on. it wasn't the music. It wasn't because our pastors were actually way off on a dirt road preaching at a little rundown church with old hymns and so the music wasn't the same the building wasn't nice it wasn't you know somewhere that we just wanted to go because there are stores and restaurants nearby we could go after church you know <laughs> right. it wasn't about any of that it was about him and <laughs> and that's really what it had to it's really what it had to take like us being out there maybe that's why god led them out there in the middle of nowhere on that dirt road <laughs> right right but yeah so where so what are we doing today now well, um, we are trying to get by. No, I'm <laughs> trying to feed these kids. Right. Um, <laughs> um, we are missionaries. Um, you know, I say whenever we have time, but it's not our time. It's We don't really even have like a planned schedule. People ask us that, like, when are you planning to go back? And, you know, I'm a planner. I know plans are good, and failure to plan is, you know, just Asking for trouble. Right. That's how I feel. Planning. Yeah, planning, planning to, to fail, fail. Right. right? Exactly. And he doesn't plan because he's like, it's going to fall apart. We're yeah, not no, planning. So you are a real man. That's what's happening. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, all right. <laughs> so yeah, um, on our honeymoon, actually, um, is when it started. We had um, my grandmother had spoken over us. She is. She told me that um, right after we got married, she told us that we we're going to be missionaries, and I'm just like, Psh, yeah, all right, sure, <laughs> all right. Somebody, what did y'all put in her drink? Crazy old lady. Uh, I don't know, right. but yeah. Um, but I was, you know, planning. <laughs> what you telling me? I'm gonna be broke the rest of my <laughs> life, right, right. Yeah, no, right. Come on now, <laughs> right? <laughs> the kids can do that. Mister, I don't have money for that. Right. <laughs> right. Well, how are we gonna do this? Yeah, but no, um, I was, you know, planning a cruise or planning a 
Bahamas trip or, you know, something, just something cool, something awesome for our honeymoon. And right. it's like the hurricane, Hurricane Harvey had hit Texas at the same time that we got. We actually just celebrated our five year anniversary Friday. Oh, um, congratulations. Yeah, so five is right. the number of grace. Thank you, Lord. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so, yeah. Um, and that means you have six years clean, honey, not five. Yeah. But anyway. That's but, awesome. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> but whenever Hurricane Harvey hit Texas, it was just like, you know, you, you see these devastating things all over the place, and you're just like, oh, man, that stinks. But it just, like, broke my heart, and then it broke his, and we're just like, we have to help. And we're like, okay, look, we haven't spent any money on our final honeymoon plans, and we've already taken off work. Both of us have a week off. Let's right. go help. So right. that's what we did for our honeymoon. We went out to Texas and um, we worked with Samaritan's Purse um, in Pearland, Texas, right outside of Dallas, Texas. Okay. And that just, that really just lit a fire in us. Like, this is what we're supposed to do. We're, we're. we're yeah, we actually do. stayed when we got there. You know, they had, with it being an organization, they had the, the men's dorms. and the Right, right, right. Oh, we got up there, and we just told him, like, look, we just got married. Um, we got a tent, and there's a nice field. Out there. <laughs> Come out there. on. <laughs> so we hey. stayed in, like, we camped that, that week, and, man, it was, Shh, Mama's watching. It was like 65 right. degrees. Don't tell too much. It was 65 degrees every evening. I mean, it was just. Nice. It, it was nice. such a blessing, you know, just that fulfilling of, of seeing people's lives being touched by. I mean, and they was making such a big deal about, oh my, this is y'all's honeymoon. Oh my God, it's like, dude, we just, we want to help. Like, right, yeah. right. They're, they're in a lot worse shape than we are right now. So, right. Yeah. So, and so well, y'all are in the sense and the, the mode of doing what you can to help others mm-hmm. and bring them to, to Jesus, right? right. So, mm-hmm. so do y'all still, do y'all go through, do y'all struggle any at all? <laughs> no. I can, I mean, y'all don't look like y'all struggle at <laughs> all, man. I don't know what y'all talking Damn. about. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, so just full disclosure, um, if you're not married, Satan is, he hates you, but if you're married, he hates your marriage. Right. He hates my marriage. Mm-hmm. Right, because no marriage is from God. It's, yeah. You know. right. yeah, and he's really attacking, you know, we've seen so many people, he's really attacking marriages. He is trying to split up homes, right. like, so much. Um, so, yeah, he gets us all the time, and he uses our kids or whatever's closest to us, whatever can hurt us the most. Right. That's what he tries to wedge in between us. Like, all I know time. you like to do this. So, well, yeah. Why don't you come, you know, come hang out with the boys this weekend? So, <laughs> no more of that. Not, but, which I never really did that anyway. But, you know, it, it it's like this. Since the beginning, Satan had three three things that he kind of hit on on temptation. It's not changed. He, he has no reason to change it because it works. You know, right. he, he knows that there's three things, you know, Big categories, main categories, and there's all kind of stuff that fall up under it. You know, whether it's anger, lust, drugs, alcohol, you know, the pride, it it all falls under one cat- category of, of three, and it just uses those on and whichever one works. Is I guess it's, right. it's best illustrated, you know, like fishing. There's all types, of different baits, and there's right. right one bait might not catch a fish if they present it a certain way, but you can throw it right back out and present it. A totally different a, a to- way. A little bit different way and, and get a reaction. And that's all he does. He takes those same three things and throws them out there time and time again. And a right. lot of them, you know, you're just getting a reaction out of it. And it's, if you do it enough, somebody's finally, you know, that fish going to say, you know what? I'm tired of saying it. I'm going to 
get it out from in front of me. And then once he goes to grab it, he's hooked. Right. And it, he does the same thing with whatever it is for me, you know, whether it's, it's drugs, alcohol, you know, lust, anything. He's he's going to keep throwing so what, it out so and, when, and trying to get a bite. We're going to call it these triggers. <laughs> so when you're triggered to, to to fall back, what what is your first go-to? What's your main go-to? My main go, go-to, the thing that's helped me the most is, you know, not looking at, not falling into that temptation for my good. Because I, I know the destruction of, of every one of those choices, right. whether it's lust. The, you know, I, I you know, know how it's going to play out. I, I know what the end result of right, it is. Right, right. But if I do it just because I don't want that destruction, then all I'm doing is I'm doing it to keep myself from destruction. But if you can get in your head and, you know, get it down in your heart that it, it's not about that, it's about Jesus died on a cross so that we don't have to fight with that. He right, died on it's already cross, he's already been, he's already he, beat it and he's already right. defeated. So if, if if we look at that and look at the love that he showed us in doing that, then then it's not so much I'm not going to fall into that because I'm not going to drink that beer because it's going to cause me to fall down and, and and go right back into drinking. I'm not going to drink because right because it's going <laughs> to break Jesus's heart. Right and and, and I love him. Because he loved me first, you know. And, Amen. And, and why why would I want to do something that I know is going to break his heart? Right, and that, so, that helps me. Right. I love it. So top that, Alabama fan. I stole that from somebody else. But it, but it, <laughs> it, it, it works. Yeah. Right. That's what helps me. Right, right, right. And that's yeah. what, like, you know, what you, we tell people up here, you know, we have such a wide variety of people that come in and give their testimony. Mm-hmm. And we... We like the adversity, you know, mm-hmm. the differences, because what worked for you might not work for me. Right, right. You know, so if we're up here learning and trying, and that's where we try to keep our ears open. And so I want to hear, Miss Beth, what is it that you, what's your first go-to when you, you know, struggling, when you got meathead over here bothering you? <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, I know it's got to be hard to live with an Auburn fan. Oh, man. I know so because my wife is an Auburn you. fan. Gosh. I feel your pain. <laughs> Gosh, she's got to give them grace. She's uh, yeah, got to right. really love them. She's got to forgive them. It's not no. their fault. <laughs> right. No, um, prayer. I have to pray, and then I have to turn on worship music. Like, I, music really grabs me. Yes. I have to be listening to some kind of worship. Like, um, And I'm not saying that, you know, there's a big debate on whether secular music is okay every now and then. If it doesn't say this or that or whatever, I'm not getting into that. Right. Um, because... Music is powerful. Yeah, it is. It's very powerful. But I mean, I'll still listen to like old country, but I like the stuff that my mama listened to, like the Juds and, uh, you know, like okay. Martina McBride and, you know, but um, mostly it, it has to be worship. And right. I mean, because if I'm not focusing my mind on that, then the enemy will just be like, you remember, remember when you tasted that? Remember how much confidence it gave you? Remember how much better right. you felt. Remember, Remember how much how much yeah. sleep you got with okay. that. Okay. Right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that too. Right. <laughs> but yeah, it's like it has to be just immediate. Like, okay, God, you see this. I can't do it. Take it. Help me. You know. And then just I have to turn on worship. Right. So all directions point straight up. Yeah. yeah right. That's what I something we say around here is if you're if you have your vertical. Um relationship right your horizontals will take care of itself Amen. yeah you know if you're straight up with jesus christ straight up with god and talk to him pray mm-hmm. to him get a relationship with god that's what these two got that's what they did yeah. and it works yes. i promise you 
it works. It, I'm a testimony myself, you know. Yeah, I say CR, Celebrate Recovery, helped me. But Celebrate Recovery helped me to get my relationship started with Jesus right. Christ. Okay. Right. Yeah. It is a you know, great tool. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I yes. Love, amen. Love, Put, get you a Jesus tool in your pocket. Right. <laughs> that's it. That's it. It's, it's a tool. Right. Just, yeah, just like right. church. It's a tool. Love it. And that's yeah. the thing, you know, you have to start practicing it too. You know, you, we can sit here and read it all day long, but until we start practicing yeah. and, yeah. and fulfilling it and go out and be the doers and not just the pew sitters. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and I don't think y'all are two pew sitters. Y'all don't. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, so where uh, do y'all have any ideas where you might be going to next or man i know we got to go to kentucky yeah. fairly soon i don't know when yeah god has led be. us to a ministry so, in kentucky that um basically it's in the mountain region eastern hmm. kentucky and it's if you've never been up there it is the most poverty place we've ever seen i didn't even realize that there was a place like that in the United States. I thought it was all, you know, overseas. Like, people aren't that bad here, but it is horrible. Yeah. And a lot of them yeah. have just, you know, addiction has just ruined these people's right. lives. So it's just taking things they need to get by, feeding, helping them feed their kids, and telling them, hey, there's a better way. There's an escape from this. So right. we go to Kentucky right. a lot. And it and does it help y'all coming from the background that y'all have to oh, tell man, people? Oh, man, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Right. I right. honestly believe that, that my dad's addiction showed me how to love somebody with an addiction. Amen. Because I'm a daddy's girl. So we and, wouldn't be where we're at. Right. Right. Love it. Yeah. I love you guys. Uh, yeah. If y'all guys have, is there any way we, anybody can get in, in touch with you? Like if they want you to come speak or? Yeah. Uh, well, Facebook. I'm on fa- yeah, Facebook. Facebook. Um, you know, uh, well, I'm on Snapchat now too, so that I can talk to my kids. Teenagers <laughs> don't do Facebook. That's old people stuff. <laughs> right. So. Snapchat, huh? So I have Snapchat and I have Instagram. And that's um, under but, that's Beth Pike. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I guess you're just with. He doesn't. With this yeah, over here. yeah. I'm, he not, doesn't do I'm not on the platforms. <laughs> right. I left my phone yeah. at home down yeah. in the Grange. Right. I don't even have it with right. me. Um, <laughs> Call me. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Knock on my door. Yeah. Come talk to me. Yeah. Um, yeah text so, me. Don't right. Yeah. I have time to talk. I've got stuff. These kids. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, yeah, we love you guys. I hope y'all got something. That is. is there something you want to talk tell somebody, some little motivation? Or, Bill, do you have a question? You good? Okay. Mm-hmm. You want to give something to the people out there today? I, I would just say, you know, it, like we said, it, it is all pointed to to him, and it's, it's Jesus. And I guess earlier when you was talking, I was thinking about Moses when, you know, when he went and killed the the – Hebrews, whatever, whichever, yeah, the Egyptians that was beating the Hebrew. What always stuck out to me was, you know, when before he did it, he looked to the left and he looked to the right Mm -hmm. and he seen that no man was around. So he went ahead and did it. And that's what got him put on the backside of the desert for 40 years. Mm -hmm. Right. He didn't look up, you know, and and that's what we got. We got to realize that we can look left and right all we want, but when we look up, he's always there. He's like, no matter where we're at, no matter what we're doing, he's always there for us. If we just look up to him, you know, he says, draw an eye to him, he draws an eye to us, and, and that's in everything, no matter where you're at. So I love it. With any struggles, you know, just call on him, look to him. Look up. Yeah. Love it. Beth? We've all got um, just, I mean, the Bible tells us already, it rains on the just and the unjust, and boy, we felt it. I'm sure you felt it. We've all got things that happen. Because... Um, you know, we're not any, none of us are immune to bad things happening in our lives. And um, 
I just want to say that every every ounce of what Satan means to destroy you and just means for harm and just for bad, God can use for good. Just Absolutely. don't give up. Love keep, it. Yeah. I love it. Heard a sermon this morning. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we have awesome pastors. <laughs> yes, I yeah. love it. Um, thank you guys for being with us today. And I just want to remind everybody out there, if you need somebody to talk to, we are here. First Baptist Church in Hogansville, that's 500 East Main Street. Uh, we have a Celebrate Recovery every Sunday from 3 to 5. I love it. It has helped me, and I promise it will help you too. But if you just need somebody to talk to, y'all holler at us. We love you. Jesus Christ loves you. Yeah. Y'all have a blessed day. <laughs>